inflation has come in higher than expected, and bottlenecks have, have been more persistent and more prevalent, we see that just like everybody else does. And we see that they're now on track to persist well into next year. That was not expected. Not expected by us, not expected by other macro forecasters. Fed Chair Jerome Powell speaking last week about rising inflation on just about everything we buy. And today, the Labor Department said prices in October were 6% higher than they were last year. It's the biggest jump in 30 years. American families are feeling it, and that is bad news for incumbent politicians, including President Biden. Joining us now is Catherine Rampell, opinion columnist for The Washington Post, where she writes about politics and economics. Hi there. Hi. So the highest inflation in 30 years, I assume that is because of the supply chain issue, uh, the fact that uh, there is an employment problem that has not fully recovered from the pandemic. Any other factors? There are a number of factors that are contributing to these um, to these latest figures. So as you point out, supply chains are still pretty broken, <laughs> um, meaning that because of, of labor shortages and other kinds of problems, it's hard to find the workers to manufacture goods, to transport goods, to put them on the shelf, uh, to get them to consumers, et cetera. So you have that in, in one set of issues. Then there's the fact that demand is up for goods. People are trying to buy more stuff even than they were pre-pandemic. And that's partly because they're, they're feeling richer. Um, they have a lot in their bank account because of savings. It is relatively risky still to spend money on services for you know in-person things like travel, lodging, going to restaurants. So people have, they're, they're flush with cash and they wanna spend it on something. They're buying more stuff, whether that's mm -hmm. a bicycle or a car or a refrigerator or what have you. Um, so mm -hmm. you have these shortages and of course that's driving up prices. So. All of those things are contributors, and some of that has to do with government policy, but some of, but much of it has to do with just where we are with this pandemic. And when you say government policy, you mean that part of the pandemic assistance that the federal government put in place, giving uh, money to a lot of Americans so they have more to spend. Right. And, and obviously, that was a lifeline for a lot of families, normally in a recession, we expect people's incomes to go down. Um, and the government stepped in and instead gave people more money so that they could put food on the table and they could pay their rent and you know, pay for all of the other kinds of things that they would normally spend money on. Um, so I'm, I'm not suggesting that that was unwise necessarily, but it does mean people have more income than they normally would when the economy was not doing very well. And now they want to spend it. <laughs> um, and as I said, uh, there are these bottlenecks that make it more difficult for the goods that they want to buy to reach them. So given all that, given the fact that inflation is up, there are these bottlenecks, which are particularly frustrating around the holiday season, but Americans do have more money. The unemployment rate is relatively low. The economy added more than half a million jobs last month. How are Americans feeling about the economy? Because it seems like you could tell a good news story here, too. Right. There's a lot of good things happening in the economy right now. You mentioned unemployment, job growth, stock market is doing quite well, and other kinds of economic and financial metrics look relatively strong. GDP is now above where it was pre-pandemic. We would want it to be even higher than that, but 
still we've recovered a lot of ground. So on a number of different metrics, the economy looks good. But if you ask people, how do you feel about the economy right now, they're pretty down on it. Um, if you look at not figures like the consumer sentiment numbers released by the University of Michigan or Gallup recently released a poll where they asked people to evaluate overall economic conditions and the job market. And in that Gallup poll, people were relatively buoyant when it came to questions about the job market. But they were pretty dour when asked to assess the overall economy. And that seems to reflect these um, price increases that they're facing. Because even though the job market is strong and wages are up in nominal terms, those wage increases have not kept pace on average with mm -hmm. the, the higher prices that they're paying to get gas, groceries, buy cars. So the job market's good, people are getting raises, but those raises are getting eaten away by inflation. So what does that mean politically? Does it mean that people are blaming President Biden? His approval rating in a recent poll is under 40%. Yes. So I would say my, my, my standard disclaimer is that presidents get too much credit when the economy is good, too much blame when the economy is bad. Presidents do not control economic conditions. They can make change policy changes that, you know, fiddle around the, the margins, but they can't control um, how much prices are going up, for example. But that doesn't mean that the public sees it that way. And the public is generally, um, you know, mad about inflation mm -hmm. and probably stands to take it out on the president. And the president is in somewhat of a difficult situation because on the one hand, if he says, hey, hey guys, I can't control these things, then it sounds like he's being dismissive of the actual pain that many households are facing. But if he pretends that he can do more than he can, then he's setting himself up for failure. So you do see President Biden making claims like, well, if you pass the rest of my economic agenda, that will ease inflationary pressures. I think that overstates the case. Uh, there are parts of it that could be inflationary. There, there are parts of it that could be disinflationary, but those effects, to the extent we see them at all, won't happen for years. But in the meantime, he's saying, we have it under control and my agenda will make things better because I think he, he feels like he has to be responsive to this very mm -hmm. real pain and these concerns that voters and consumers are expressing. But it's challenging for him. And you will see Republicans blaming the Democratic agenda for the inflation that we're seeing. And, and as I said, I think it's reasonable to argue that giving families a lifeline could have contributed to some extent to the inflation that we're seeing. But for the most part, it seems reasonable to argue that the, the biggest factors have to do with the persistence of COVID, the Delta variant still wreaking havoc around the world. Maybe it's getting better than it was, at least in the United States, but still causing supply chain problems. So Biden has to thread that needle and respond to those Republican attacks. But again, overpromising, I think, is risky. Catherine Rampell, opinion columnist for The Washington Post. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me.